Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today's guest is the first in another new series. We love talking about our personal experiences with particular pieces of gear, but we also thought it would be good to hear from the pros. To that end, we've reached out to a number of equipment manufacturers, outfitters, and retailers. Amy Perulis works for Deuter USA, a backpack manufacturer that has been around since 1898. So I'm guessing they have a clue about what they're doing. Welcome, Amy. Let's talk about backpacks. Oh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks for coming out. For being here. I have a backpack. I have, I have a lot of equipment issues. I think I have something like eight, eight packs, nine packs, something like that. So I'm interested to know all things backpack. Is there such a thing as a backpack fetish or a backpack? <laughs> this young lady would know. I would I not. have a few myself. <clears throat> it's fine. <laughs> There's no such thing as too many backpacks there, is what she's saying. There, there isn't. There are wrong backpacks for, for doing different things in particular. I, I like my, my Deuter is, is my favorite mm. simply because I had numerous other backpacks that weren't doing what I wanted them to do. So I sat down and went, okay, here's what, here's what it has to happen. Here's what it needs to do. These are the things. And I specifically went out to, to tackle those issues and, and, it, and it, it went totally by accident. I wasn't specifically looking at uh, a Deuter. It, I was looking at the backpack that would do what I needed to do. And it happened to be a Deuter and it's, man, it's gotta be probably eight years old and it's got, it has like literally it, it's bombproof. It has no wear on it at all. So I'm, I, I have become a fan for that. It's, it's my favorite sort of day hike pack, I suppose. So which one do you have there? Couldn't really tell. Is it a speed light, an older speed light? Futura. 20. Oh, a Futura. Okay. So you have the suspension backpack. Exactly. The That's, back. I wanted it not sticking to me. Uh, yeah. So having that to have it off of me was great. And it breathes because I sweat like mm -hmm. I'm sweating now. Right. And it's, it's, we're in April. Um, I wanted that. I want lots of really good shoulder support. I wanted a waistband because I didn't have anything like that on any of my other packs. I wanted tear resistant because I've got a couple of packs that have rips and holes and stuff in them. <clears throat> Tenacious tape is filling those gaps now, but they're not pretty. And I wanted, I wanted compartments. I wanted to have more than just an inner and an outer. I want that, like that bottom has worked out extremely well for stashing away different bits to get at when I'm on a, a day hike or whatever makes me happy. Yeah. So, so we were actually the first company to do those uh, suspension back panels to get it off of your back. Um, we had the patent for it for a while. Um, other people now since then have come up with their own version of it, but we were the first ones to do that, realizing that again, for when you get really hot and sweaty in, in certain climates that you really want that to get it off your body. And since then we've moved it from that backpack and now we have it on like our bike specific bags. Uh, we have it on backpacking bags, the future backpacking bags. So it definitely helps with the breathability issue. So what else would we look for or should we look for if we're looking at backpacks? What other thing? Well, so while it gives you breathability, it takes it a little farther away from your back. So it depends on the activity you're doing. If you're doing something that there's like a real lot of scrambling or bouncing around or whatnot, you might want one that actually fits closer to you. So some of that is, you know, again, the preference. So we do have it in a backpacking bag, um, but there's some people that just want their backpacking stuff closer to their body, less movement. So they're going to have that contact, but you can still find again, that the breathability through different various channels. 
One of the things you want to look for now when you're getting a backpack, uh, at least we think one of the important things is that it is PFC or PFAS free. So it is free of the forever chemicals for the longest time in order to have the water resistant or waterproofing, the chemicals on it, you know, could shed off or whatever and stay in, you know, the system. And I think they said 99% of adults in the U.S., they can find forever chemicals in your bloodstream now. Um, I'm sure that's the way for a lot of countries. But since 2020, we have uh, not used any forever chemicals in any of our bags. We started with some of the bags before then, especially the kids' bags. That was our first focus, making sure that our children's bags didn't have it. But then once 2020 came, all of our bags that come out now don't have those forever chemicals. So you're going to get your water resistance or waterproof without adversely affecting the environment. So that's a big one for a lot of times it's the fit. Like there are going to be people that just don't like how our bags fit. And that's fair. Before I started working with Deuter, I found that they were actually my favorite fit. Um, I've had multiple shoulder surgeries. So the SL line of the Deuter, it stands for slim line. The shoulder straps are in a little bit more narrow. Um, as they kind of go down, they will taper on the SL line. There's more of an S curve, um, shorter torso and conical hip fins. So what we did is we studied many women's bodies and kind of got an average, obviously everybody's, there's so many different body types and we got an average and we found on average, women had shorter torsos, narrower shoulders. And just for me, with all my shoulder issues, I found the Deuter SL bags were worked best for me. Now, you know, if you're a woman with the, the wider shoulders, you're not gonna like the SL bag. You might like one of our traditional bags. But at the same time, you might find another brand fits you. So I, I really think you need to go in for a lot of time for a lot of these and try bags on and talk to, you know, the retailers and talk to the staff and put weight in and actually feel what it's like. Um, you know, some of the smaller, if you're under 20 liters, you can probably get away with buying something online or, or if you're used to something, but you really got to feel it and, and put it on um, and see how things buckle and how things strap, like whether your sternum strap can move up and down. So when you put it on, you don't feel like it's like choking you or like, excuse me, women way down on your chest and, and in the way. So, I mean, to me, really going in and, and trying them on and feeling them is a big thing to look for and, and know what you're doing, using it for. Like if you're going to be doing multiple activities, does your bag, do you have one bag that fits all? Um, you know, if you're on a budget, find that one bag that can do everything. If you're not necessarily on a budget, you know, there are different bags for skiing as there are for bike riding, that if you can get that in your budget, maybe you look at those specific things. Because again, like if you have like a bike riding bag, it is going to be a little slimmer. It's going to fit a little bit higher up because that's different than when you're hiking and how your body is. So keeping those things in mind also, you know, and then if you are on a budget, there are bags like for us, the Speedlight is a bag that like I used to use it for bike commuting, used it for hiking. You can use it for skiing. So there are some of those bags that kind of can, technically it's a hiking bag if you look on our line, but it really can tick those boxes for other things. So also depends on your budget and like what you, you know, can afford to get you out. So, you know, we want people to get out and have fun and figure out, you know, what you can do so that you're comfortable. Right. I think so for me specifically to, to my bag here, the, the three, three or four bags that it was, that had sort of disappointed me that got me to, to go and do this. I just, I did all the things like I went into mountain equipment. That's our, that's our REI here, I guess, uh, mountain equipment co-op back when it was mountain equipment co-op, they did, they fitted up a handful of bags on me. 
this felt the it it just it felt like it was sitting in the right place for most of the stuff that I do. Uh, I do do biking, but I also figured out a way to 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 cinch up the, the shoulder straps, and it pulled the whole bag up a little bit, was which was a perfect spot for for my my biking it works well for me for hiking a lot of the times we're doing well a lot of times our eldest and i are in a canoe and off somewhere so it it doesn't have to do it has to it has to i need to be able to lower it a bit because i've got a canoe over my head uh it 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 covered it covers a lot of ground for the things that i do so it's it it is that almost fits everything i need it to do it'd be it'd be if it was rubber so that it I could fall into the water with it. That would yeah. probably be all it needed. But well, cool. maybe you should maybe look at the the Duracent bag, the one from this photo shoot. It actually is completely waterproof. Oh, no it, does, it, it it is an alpine back system, so it's going to be a lot more sweaty on your back. But it is completely waterproof, so if, if it falls in on a canoe trip, you're fine. And if it could double as a life jacket, that'd be especially good. <laughs> I mean, if you fill it with it, I mean, if it has air in there instead of maybe like work at, I mean, because again, you have your hip bell and your sternum strap, maybe. <laughs> But I mean, that's like, even like we have um, trail running bag that came out last year, the Ascender. And so we started doing trail running specific bags, but I found I actually really liked it for gravel bike races, the way like the vest fit. And again, there's a lot of these bags that are put in a certain category, but you can find they work for your other activities as well. So don't feel like you have to peg it into one category. I know people that use the um, skiing bags that they love just for regular hiking and the, you know they're just so comfortable so I'll, don't feel pegged down to to the category it says it has to be in okay cool so i i'm just thinking about the the rubber that it might have looked like i wasn't listening <laughs> i was trying to think ahead a bit uh, uh what other so we're, we we don't do the forever chemicals which means materials what kind of materials are you using for the bags then like it like i know i know that this probably has a, a bunch of different materials on it. Uh, I would say that there's some kind of a, I don't know if it's a polyester or nylon. It probably. It could be both. We were also the first company to use nylon in backpacks way back when. Um, and, uh, but a lot of times now it is polyester and we're working on doing more recycled polyesters, whether it is um, from post-consumer use of plastic bottles when people recycle their plastic bottles or it's um, just from other manufacturing. So again, like this year, this season, the bags that have come out, we have a lot more of the recycled poly, uh, polyester. And we also work with Blue Sign. Do you guys know much about Blue Sign? Nope. Um, so they are a worldwide organization that certifies whether you are following um good practices and making sure that the materials through the entire supply chain are um, good for the environment and good for people. Um, so it's one thing you'll, you'll probably start seeing it pop up more, um, whether blue sign fabric. Um, we saw another competitor, the, uh, not too long ago said, Oh, this is our first blue sign pack. And we're like, Oh yeah, we've, we've had a few for a few years now, but uh, you're going to see it a lot more popping up because then it's, it's, it's whether, you know, you're following good, supply chain the whole way from, you know, start to finish, not just one part of your supply chain. So some of it's also like the dye you're using, if it's more environmentally friendly opposed to because dye, the dye, the colors, the bad, you know, be really bad. Like some of the, the processes, some um, apparel and manufacturing use can be really bad. So it's not just like where it comes from, how it's made, 
like whether it's recycled, like the way you get it, the way it's spun, how the, you know, the people working in the factories are treated. And that's part of fairware also. So having all those things, like, so now that's a big thing for us is making sure that we are using better, like still good materials, but are also good for as good for the environment as we can be along the way. So trying not to use, you know, virgin materials and trying to do recycled as much as possible. It's not always the case, like again, with this new Duracent bag that is waterproof, again, doesn't have any forever chemicals, but you know, right now we need to use some newer materials. So the whole bag might not be blue sign, but you might find pieces along the way. So, you know, as much the fabric or, or sometimes it's actually the sewing, the thread that's used in it, the buckles, like whether you can get recycled, you know, plastic on the buckles that are recycled, but still can still stand up because recycled plastic is not as durable. So, you know, that's yep. one of the things we're also working on is finding as much. So we have, you know, some of our new stuff, like our trail running line and some of our bike stuff that came out this year, it's a full blue sign fabric. I mean, not full suit blue sign product. So it's not just the fabric, it's also the buckles, the hook and loop closure, the zippers, like the whole process. So that's another, you know, getting into having all that stuff. But again, a lot of what we use is just different versions of polyester and trying to do as much recycled as we can now. So, I mean, like your bag, I believe the Futura next year's, I think going to have an update potentially. It's going to look completely different than what you have from eight years ago. And yeah. that, you know, working on the fabric in that case, we also have to work on like the suspension material, trying to get that along. Yeah. That's got to be interesting too. Cause when you're, I, because it would change like you'd, I, like I have a clue, but you, I would assume you guys have, you know, specs for the manufacturing stuff where it has to have this much stretch to, to do that suspension thing. Once you, if you make a change in the materials, IE more recycled, that's going to change the properties of what it is. So then I don't know, I guess it's, I guess it's back to the lab to, to figure out. Yeah what we're talking about now. So a bag like the Futura is probably going to take longer than say, you know, a speed light or like how our trail came out this year, climate neutral, um, blue sign fabric, just because there are, there is more technical features, I would say on the Futura with that suspension back panel. So it's going to take a little longer until we find again, that process that still meets our comfort, still meets our durability, but also has this sustainability. It's cool. constantly a work in progress trying to, you know, get all those things. And, you know, we're, so it's slow. You get the the products that you can get now and you're still doing your R&D on the back end of the other ones. It keeps it from being boring though, right? Yes. Keeps you busy. Definitely. Along the lines of um, forever chemicals, that includes flame retardants as well. Yeah, definitely. That um, flame retardants have been one that definitely has a lot of forever chemicals. I think I was just reading the other day that um, water, 75% of water resistant fabrics that are used, whether it's clothing or, or bags, are still contain forever chemicals. So there's still a lot out there. So there's still, you know, you kind of want to almost not demand, but really talk to some of these other companies that aren't doing it yet. Like, you know, what can we do to get you guys to switch over so it's it's good for everybody? And, and get that process going. But unfortunately, there's so much of the, um, like the, I forget what it's called, like the fast clothing culture, or like that, you know, it's just quick, it's cheap. And that's what, you know, that people aren't really thinking about things lasting forever and ends up in landfills. And once it ends up in a landfill, that that's where the chemicals seep out. So it's some of, you know, 
the dur durability and sometimes you got to pay more, unfortunately, but you know, that's the stuff that's going to last. So if you put more up front, it's going to last you longer, but that, that quick clothing culture that unfortunately that there is that we've gotten to. Yeah. Well, I think, unfortunately, I think that plays in a, a lot of business models. Mm -hmm. It's quick. It's cheap. More money for the the guy at the top of the ladder. Yeah. I don't care who does. Oh, I think it's called fast fashion. I think fast maybe fashion. That's what it is. I try to stay out of the fashion business just just to get back. <laughs> it's it's not really my my ticket either. Okay, cool. So maybe maybe some of the the blocks, the building blocks about uh, uh, bags. They they obviously come in different sizes. Um, tell me how that works. Like the literage is that is that total capacity for it inside the bag? Generally, yes. That the leader says what's inside the bag. If you notice on some of ours, you'll see like a plus 10, a plus five. That means where the original collar is. So so it's like a 50 liter bag, but this is like your backpacking bags. A 50 plus 10 means if you keep the collar as is, you have your 50 liters, but we make it that has an expansion that you can get 10 more liters on it. And usually the brain then can also expand so you can get more on top. Um, but that is your inside capacity. Once you add a hydration bladder, um, it's going to take some away. So some of our smaller, like our bike bags or our hip belts, you know, they might say five liters, but if you have a one and a half liter bladder inside, that does take away some of the capacity, but your leaders are showing that. And um, you kind of use also the leaders to know about how much weight you can put in it. For us in America, we do the leaders is... Um, Minus, I think, 10 pounds is about what your comfort rating is. I'm not sure what the liters to kilograms is. Sorry. No, no. 2.2. Uh, no, I don't know what 2.2. It's not as easy as us saying 10 pounds. This is the one time that our American system actually works a little bit better is minus 10 pounds. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, a 50 liter bag minus 10 pounds, it means you're going to probably comfortably carry 40. Some people can comfortably carry more, but that's approximate. Cool. So it's a lot of weight. I weirdly, we do a lot of <laughs> camping discussion things. Um, in discussion with uh, with somebody, they I had no idea. I've been loading my packs literally backwards for forever. They they're like, no, no, put all the weight up high in your bag. Put put the big the stuff that takes up a lot of space lower in your bag. Your lower back will thank you at the end of the day. So last summer, I tried it for one of our trips. I can't remember which one now. Uh, and it did. It actually put it in a better, certainly I, I'm I'm old and I don't have a fabulous back. And it I my back, my lower back was way less tight at the end of the day. Holy crap. Yeah, it's like the the sleeping bag and the puffy stuff down on the bottom. At the bottom, yeah, exactly. Like close to your back and a little bit higher up, like dead even with your back getting the heavy. Yeah, that worked out well. Very cool. So what other, what other, I, I'm thinking largely backpacks, but you're talking about, about waste bags. Where do they, where, where would something like that best apply? Which I, sorry, it, in my old, old ski days, I, we would have called it a fanny pack. Yeah. People still call it fanny pack. We said, we, we try to feel like we're cooler, maybe hip belt. Um, <laughs> you're seeing a lot more mountain bikers actually wearing hip belts. Um, again, I think some of it is you know, the heat of having like the full bag on, like here I'm in Colorado and 
it, it gets very warm on the front range in the summer because we're not up in the mountains. So having a regular backpack on when I'm mountain biking just doesn't sound great. Um, so instead I use the hip belt. Um, trail runners, we also have um, hip belts for them. And I mean, I've used the hip belt for like shorter hikes too. I mean, if I can get one and a half liters of water, um, a snack, like if I'm doing something really local that I'm not worried about needing the 10 essentials for, um, that, you know, I know I will have cell phone service. And if for some reason something happens to me or my cell phone, there's plenty of people around that somebody else could, again, can call help for me. If I don't have, don't need my 10 essentials. I need my, my water, put my keys in my phone and like one or two snacks. I mean, it's great for, you know, those kind of hikes as well too. So someone who's had three shoulder surgeries, it's nice to sometimes not have something on my shoulders and just carry some weight around my waist. One of the things I think that some people get hung up on with backpacks and when they're looking to buy is the weight of the bag, how much it weighs, because you're talking about some things that are really heavy, especially when you have those dry bags when you're going on your canoe trips. Don't get hung up on how much the actual bag weighs. You need to put it on and feel it because um, the carry comfort and the carry weight are different. Like a five pound bag from us is going to feel different than a five pound bag from another company because of how it sits and how it carries on you. That's another thing and we press with like we do have some our bags tend to maybe weigh a little bit more but when you put them on they're not going to feel that way because of the comfort on them uh we came out with a backpacking bag last year the all air contact ultra um we are pitting it up against the ultra light bags and some people just totally won't even consider us because of the weight um, but once you put it on it does not you know necessarily feel what that weight is so um if you hear too many people get caught up well that weighs you know whatever three kilograms, it should, you know, it should be less, but like, once you put it on, it's, it's the feel, it's how you feel when you put it on and talking about and make sure you're adjusting it properly. I've seen too many people like with the load straps on the back, totally them, and there's like the actual shoulder strap is all like buckled in and you're going to get chafing. And that's, you know, it's, it, the, it's to keep the load even. It's not to be like totally cinched and, you know, making sure that all your your straps and everything are on so it, it's comfortable because that's what you want to be is we want people to get out, have fun and be comfortable and not hate their experience because of their bag. So you might have to like, you know, maybe ask a friend, hey, can I borrow your bag and see what it feels like and try different things and, and don't give up if you go out on one trip with one bag and your bag bothers you, maybe you just need to try a different brand. And it might not be our brand. I like to think we have the most comfortable brand, but I know it doesn't work for everybody's body. Everybody's different. And you can't make a bag to fit everybody. I mean, that's the thing we can try as much as, you know, we have adjustable back systems once it gets bigger and, you know, weight belts that are different sizes, but they're really, every brand is a little bit different. So you might need to try and just don't get discouraged. You know, if you buy a bag and it doesn't work for you, maybe put it on Facebook Marketplace and sell it and then try something different. Yeah, well, and I like that idea of, you know, somebody else in the community, like a friend or whatever, borrow their bag, try that out. That's a great idea because then you're not you're not buying the bag, getting home and going, uh, maybe it doesn't feel quite as good as it did in the store. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's, I, I'm tapped out. <laughs> that's fantastic. You You have explained everything so well that, we we just had to record it. It was awesome. <laughs> so thank you so much, Amy, for for spending all the time with the back and forth to set this up, uh, and thank you for taking your time today to come and have a yak with us about about packs, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I obviously love talking about bags, so I 
I could keep going, but yes, we have a limited amount of time. So I'm sorry that we had to cut it short and sorry that my technology kept us from having a few more minutes of chatting, but sometimes things get in the way in life and technology doesn't always work. So yeah, get outside and hike. Exactly. Get out there, do the things, man. Yep. Throw your, throw your pack on and go. Cool. That's it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to our special guest, Amy Perulis from Deuter USA too, for walking us through backpacks and hopefully you find the backpack that's just right for you. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. We are from supergoodcamping.com. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we would love to hear from you. So if you would like to email us, our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we are on all the social media. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we would love if you subscribe to us on YouTube. Talk to you again soon. Bye.